0: This is a very special I Read Comic Books mini-sode. My name is Brian Murray. I'm here today with Kate Scotchless. Hello. And today we are going to be talking about something very near and dear to our hearts, uh, webcomics. Uh, so, Kate, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about how you got started?
1: Um, I started reading webcomic strips around, like, 2005 on my computer. So, you know, you wait a few minutes for it to finish loading the image because my internet sucked at that point. Um And at that point, I was reading just like strips, not ongoing comics. They were all just like one-offs. And a lot of them are what we would now call just memes. Like they're just a photo with a funny text caption. Um, But it was before we did memes, like before Memes Kids, there was a time. Um, And some of those are still around and some aren't. The ones that I still uh, like that are still around are Toothpaste for Dinner, which uh, is by Drew Fairweather. She's updated daily since two thousand two, which is wild to me. And then, of course, XKCD by Randall Munroe, uh, still a favorite, and relentlessly referenced at work by my myself and my coworkers because there is an XKCD for every situation. It is like John Mulaney quotes, <laughs> um, and Saturday morning breakfast cereal by Zach Wienersmith, Smith, which is like you knew who's going to turn out funny with the last name like that. Come on. You have
0: to, it's a survival mechanism. It's,
1: it's seriously. It, yeah, exactly. Um, and then um, I switched over to reading about one third of them on Webtoon instead of just on websites in 2016. Um, that is Mike's fault. That is when I actually was uh, started on the podcast. And I mean, 2015 technically end of but like started the podcast and he was talking about it and there was cool stuff on there and gradually that percentage increased over the years to like maybe 85% um now our of webcomics i read on webtoon on that app because a lot of my favorite webcomics actually became available there as well or exclusively available there um so it's become a really convenient like centralized location instead of going to Uh, you know, you'd open up your 10 browser windows with all, all 10 of your comics you were looking at every day. But how about you? I, it sounds like we actually started reading them around the same time. Yeah. What were you reading back then?
0: I want to say I got started in like 2003, 2004. It was like, like freshman year of high school. I remember that. Yeah. And I got started with some, some things that let's, let's say I'm not proud of anymore. (laughs) Um. I read a lot of the Hashtag Gamer comics coming up. Uh-huh. Uh, so, like, Penny Arcade, uh, Control-Alt-Delete, uh, famous for the Loss.jpg meme. Uh-huh. <laughs> there, there are a couple other ones. Uh, I, I loved video games, and I'm sure that was, like, the the foot in the door. But they also really appealed to this kind of, like, smug alpha nerd thing i had going on back then that Uh, you
1: were in fact a freshman nerd boy yeah that is (laughs)
0: uh
1: i feel like most of y'all go through that stage and then some people come out of it and some people don't
0: yeah it's like the mean
1: girls in high school some of them turn out (laughs) good some of them stay mean girls for life
0: it's true. I, a lot I, of
1: them become nurses for some reason. I don't get it. But
0: there, there was definitely like a fork in the road that could have led me into horrifying in territory, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. thankfully I chose a, a lighter path.
1: <laughs> you you turned out uh, fighting for the rebels. Yes.
0: Yeah. Uh, and from there, I moved on to more like slice of life stuff, though. Yeah. Um, like you, I did have my my strips. Uh huh. Like XKCD. also a big fan i also work in the tech sector so it also (laughs) comes up in my office pretty frequently uh ditto with saturday morning breakfast cereal uh that comic is not only very funny it's also incredibly smart yes like there are there are times when i don't get the joke but it's still like well written and well drawn that i i laugh at it even though i'm not fully sure what i'm laughing at
1: yeah i think the similar thing between saturday morning breakfast cereal and toothpaste for dinner are like or not toothpaste for dinner um xkcd are like the the quality is mostly in the writing i mean there's like the art is takes a backseat to the the joke and humor is the writing pointing out the you know absurdity of of life in so many ways
0: yeah well an xkcd is just stick figures
1: right exactly we're like Toothpaste for dinner is the same kind of thing of like pointing out silly things in life. It's much less smart, but like um, I think for me at that point, it was like I couldn't keep up with anything. I knew people that were reading things that were like coming out regularly, and I am not good enough of a person to remember to check every week or every other day or something, and it just became overwhelming because you get way behind. So I think that was the initial appeal and still appeal for me of strips for webcomics. comics.
0: Yeah, I think the 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 variation in our habits probably just came from. I, I had a bunch of friends who were also reading the same yeah. web comics as me, and so I, I couldn't miss an update because then I wouldn't be able to talk about it around the juice boxes. I forget yes. what we did back then.
1: Um, around the D and D table was for me, but um, the thing. The thing I like about webcomics so much in that regard is, like, you can share the XKCD comic you're referencing instantly with everyone in case someone hasn't seen it. And, like, same with, like, the latest of any of these comics. I love the, like, shareable aspect. Like, obviously, we on IRCB are constantly recommending and reading the same comics to one another. But it's different, right? Like, it's – you're not, like, instantly seeing it and um, laughing. Like, I – yeah. I really like that that aspect. And at that point in time, in like 2005, that's when Facebook came on the scene. And so you'd like actually share the comic on your social media um, thing back when I had Facebook. But yeah. I And then what are you reading these days? Because I know we're both still pretty active with web comics. How has it changed for you? Has it changed at all?
0: Yeah. I mean, I've I've fallen off a lot of the stuff that I used to read. Either, either like my tastes changed and the comic didn't, or the comic changed in ways that my tastes did not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the the one through line through it all has been questionable content, which is sort of a, a slice of life <laughs> story. It started off as sort of a vague like indie rock themed joke of the week comic, but o- over time it has really evolved into more of a, a character driven uh, dramedy, you might call it. Okay. Yeah, I think my favorite thing about it is that it takes place in sort of like a weird post-AI singularity world where everything is largely the same as our world, except that there are AI walking around and they're just a, a part of society now.
1: If you had to like think about who you'd recommend it to, like what they like already, what would you say? Like is it similar to other like comics that are out there?
0: Uh I, I think that a, a certain subsect of Giant Days fans Okay, would probably that's, enjoy I, it.
1: that's the vibe I was getting
0: yeah it's it, it's really cool watching this strip grow because i, I think that what did he start in two thousand three I think was the yeah. first uh upload and the 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 way the art has changed like if you look at the first strip and current strips it's it's night and day it looks like a different dude is doing it
1: huh yeah I've noticed that with people like Sarah scribbles um that I've followed for. Since they started posting stuff, where her art has just gotten better and better this whole time, like more, even more precise line work and everything. It's so cool. I still read like a mix of strips and in series. The webtoons made it a lot, a lot easier for me to um, read series, both in like the bingeability of it. Of like a lot of times, I am drawn. Like, if it says ended on it, I'm like, hell yes, let's do this. <laughs> and, like, it's it's more appealing than if it doesn't say ended. And then also in that it, like, keeps your place. That was such a thing for me of, like, forgetting to keep up and then couldn't remember. And then you're, like, flipping between pages trying to figure out where you were. And so I do read more series that way. But it's like this weird mix of where you find things because some people are posting to their own website and some people are posting to Tumblr or Instagram and other people are just on webtoons. And I think if there was a thing to complain about for me right now about that, the web comics as a medium is that it, it can be like slightly annoying to like try and remember where everything is. And sometimes that even changes too. But I think for me, it's like on Browser, I'm still doing XKCD, the Liz Climo comics, and Chuck Draws Things, which is the Chuck Mullins comic about mental health, but done all with pigeons. And they are often like extremely relatable and funny. And then on Webtoons, like the Poorly Drawn Lines and its spinoff Trashbird, that's one of the only web comics that I bought the books of when they came out after reading them so it wasn't like buying it for novel content because there are webcomics that I've only read in physical form because they got published and I didn't even know like check please I read the first volume and found out afterwards that it was actually a webcomic first but that's um one that I love and then Sarah Scribbles by Sarah Anderson extra fabulous comics by Zach Stafford The ADHD alien ones, which I know we've shared back and forth a little um, bit, which are like much more informational, educational comics in ways that has been helpful for me uh, in learning to recognize and deal with uh, that stuff. And then Shitty Watercolor, which is just on Twitter and Instagram, but they're not shitty at all. They're actually gorgeous. And those are also about mental health uh, and are relatable. And then a bunch of stuff on Webtoons. So like, when did you get into Webtoons? And do you still use it a fair amount?
0: Oh, geez. Probably, I guess probably like 2017, 2018. I don't really remember why or what got me started. It might have been, I think, uh, Lunar Baboon.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, You told me that one and then I binged the whole thing.
0: Yeah, they they unfortunately just uh, fairly recently ended uh, Uh the comic. Uh, After that, I split off just trying to find other stuff. You know, it's... uh, it, it's tough to find content that I don't have some kind of issue with where either I'll be like, ah, I don't really like the art on this one or ah, the writing is kind of mediocre.
1: Well, and that's one of the things with web comics. It's usually one person. Mm-hmm. And typically, unless you're like ridiculously talented, you are either much better at art or much better at writing, right? And so like that's a thing I noticed too is that a lot of the comics that I read on webtoons, I read uh, that are series, I recommend them exclusively for the pretty art or exclusively for the writing. It's almost never both.
0: Yeah. And I, I think like the sweet spot that some of them managed to nail is doing a more stylized art mm-hmm. style. Because some of them, I mean, they they look gorgeous. They look like screen caps from anime.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh but other ones it's it's much more like Lunar Baboon, where it's just a very simple Uh, simple art style that is much easier for somebody who's not a professional artist and who's maybe not doing this as their day job to to maintain.
1: Yeah. Um, One that comes to mind for me that I recently sent you a link to was Pepper and Carrot, which is um, by a French artist, Dave David Rovi, But then there's an edited version out in English by Jesse Kendrick is posting it. And it's like a comedy about a witch and her cat, but really just read it for the art. It's so beautiful. Like you're saying, it could just be straight from like a, one of those gorgeous anime movies. And yeah, the same thing with like aerial Magic or Always Human by Ari North. They're two different, both are ended now series. One's fantasy and one's sci-fi. And they're LGBT with comics with, like, the music embedded and just, like, gorgeous colors. And the music and the art, amazing. The writing can sometimes leave much to be desired. Um, But Always Human actually got picked up and is out in print now, which I found out when, like, researching this. Oh, cool. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that, like, I found LGBT comics on web comics and webtoons before – there Was much of them that I was seeing around like in print, yeah,
0: definitely. Um, which, like,
1: now there's a lot of that com- content out there, but um, that was one of the things that was attractive originally,
0: yeah. Back when it wasn't profitable for companies to publish exactly. stuff with, with queer characters, uh, then creators would just take their art to the internet and share it there,
1: yeah. I like the in- embedded music, like, that is a yeah. cool thing to me that makes it more immersive. I also really like. Like if I was going to only be ever able to read on webtoons in that like scrolling format or only in like the guided view from comicsology, I would go with the scrolling one. Like I find that much more appealing than the um comic well, cause that's the way it's actually designed to be read, right? Like that's the way they made the comic. And unlike guided view, which is kind of like, that's not the way the artist originally intended for you to be seeing it, but also reading the whole page on my little iPhone 7 isn't going to (laughs) happen. So, and people are like, well, get out your iPad. I'm like, no, that's like seven feet away from me and I'm on the couch. I'm not getting up. Um, It's like... uh, yeah, I really like that scrolling format and combining that with the music. I really enjoy how it like auto starts as you kind of move into the next frame and everything. Um, I find that like, I don't know, yeah. just really immersive. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: no, the ability to, to work in alternative forms of media into the comic mm-hmm. is something that is, is physically impossible with a, a yeah. print book
1: well and it reminds me of the motion comics that were a thing for a while for like a hot second and what was it like 2015 marvel had a fair amount of them
0: something like and that, i yeah. really
1: liked those they were way too expensive so i am part of the reason they disappeared because i was like that's cool also not paying for it um and so like that i think it this hits like that same sweet spot of like getting kind of your this motiony on the screen even though the images are static um Although I think technically there's some stuff on webtoons that have like gifs that move, but I'm not positive.
0: Yeah, no, I, I've definitely seen web comics with animated gifs. Uh, I think Check as Please has
1: them. it on their website too. But again, I read Check Please in print before I ever knew it was a web comic. Same with like Nymona by Noel Stevenson and Hyperbole and a Half, um, where I like at the library found these collections and then later found out like, Oh, this was originally a webcomic. Like like usually at the end of the book, it'll say something about how it was originally published on their website or something. Cause they're like thanking the people who read it for so long. And which I think is nice, but um, have you ever paid for it? Like you've done the coins thing on webtoons?
0: No, not, not that specifically. I I do follow a Patreon for, for Jeff jocks, the creator of questionable content.
1: Yeah, I have done Patreon stuff for um, comics, too. I've never done the Webtoon coins, but it's an interesting idea to me of, like, how to compensate people for the amount of entertainment they're providing, which is one of the things that I end up feeling guilty about on Webtoon sometimes is, like – I just spent hours reading your thing and I didn't give you anything. Uh, and the library didn't give you anything. But I wonder, I don't actually know how compensation works for it. I wonder if they get paid per view or something the way YouTube creators do.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, can I you... would
1: assume it's exploitative because it is comics. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> Oof, probably true. Uh, I mean,
1: seriously, though.
0: What What are the the coins? How do those work exactly?
1: Um, It's... It's a in-app currency where you pay real money to get coins on webtoon that I think you pay to access some content or to get early access to content. I've never done it. I just see it now when I go on there as like a thing that, oh, your coin wallet's empty or this has a thing on there. And I so it looks like they're trying to implement a way that people can. Support creators outside, like in app, instead of through Patreon, because it used to be like people would have links to their Patreon stuff on their web webtoons like profile. I don't know. We could actually look it up right now. But like
0: yeah. the
1: other thing on webtoons that bothers me is I not infrequently see people posting other people's comics that are clearly not theirs, and like it has there has to be some baked in incentive for doing that. Otherwise, would why would anyone do it? Right, like
0: uh, internet clout. <laughs>
1: Yeah, maybe that's it. can um, never
0: underestimate the the siren song of the fake internet point.
1: Okay, hold on. We found it, lads. The Googling has uh, creators can earn 50% from ads displayed on their series. So those are the thing at like the top and the bottom. And yeah, so it's a uh, sign up as a creator for the ad revenue sharing program, but you have to have 1000 subscribers and 40,000 US monthly page views for your series and then they'll start sharing that with you. Wow, it feels um, like a and lot. And then, yeah, for Webtoon Canvas. Oh, yeah. A lot. This is clearly only a small, tiny fraction of the people posting are, are qualifying for that. There's a creator rewards program uh, where they're paid an extra 100 to 1000 based on the performance of the series. So basically, they're incentivizing people to get tons of views and subscribers. And at that point, you get money. And until then, you are just... Slaving away trying to get those.
0: Well, there's always Patreon.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: I, I do like Patreon because I actually get, like, notifications and stuff. Uh, yeah, Scroll. I also
1: like the idea of, like, I'm not... Like, that it's consistent income for them. Because I've read enough people on Twitter before I got off there about the, like, hellscape of not knowing how much money you're going to have in a month at when you're an artist, creator like that, trying to come up. But I... Yeah, I I like I really like some of the mostly gravitate to the sci-fi and fantasy ones. There's seems like to me so many that are much more like manga-esque and romance on there. And I don't read those. But I really like like the The Strange Tales of Oscar Zahn by Tree Try and I'm gonna butcher it Vong, maybe. It's V-U-O-N-G. And I don't know what sound that is, but you're following the this, this world's greatest paranormal investigator, Oscar Zahn, but he is a skeleton. Huh? Like he so it's like their quote is like, he may lack a body, but that doesn't mean he's missing a heart. They make such excellent use of the scrolling vertical format. And it's like this really good just like sci fi paranormal mystery type series that I find myself revisiting around Halloween every year because it's just the perfect vibe. You know what I mean? Like it's. The right aesthetic for the spooky season. And then like the one that I've been started recently is Flora by Sarah Mopey, which like what? that's another thing on Webtoon. Like sometimes I had to really hunt for the names of a lot of these creators of like finding a username and then Googling that username to find them somewhere else like DeviantArt where it was listed. Because um, Webtoon does not do a great job. They show, show you people's usernames, which may or may not be the actual creator name. But it is a currently ongoing fantasy mystery comic, which uh, is not my usual thing. Like I said, give me those ended ones I can just read in one go. But there, it's a cool concept where like, everyone has their own special garden that they get when they're born and a unique tree starts growing there so that by the time you're 18, the tree should be tall enough to cast a shadow upon its owner while they're standing. And if you don't meet the requirements, quote unquote, and they say the weak and the misconducted, Uh, you turn into the tree that you failed to take care of when you were turned 18. So basically, like, your deeds are nurturing this tree, and if you fuck up, you don't get to be an adult. You turn into the tree. And so the premise is that there's this guy, Ollie, who has a secret that he's kept for, like, years and years, uh, but he's finally trusting his friends to tell them that, in fact, his tree has not grown, and now he's, like, about to turn 18, and so they, you know, dive into this sea of unknown realities, trying to find out the truth behind what's happening and trying to save him from turning into a tree. And I have not read enough to understand like the, the I haven't gotten to the part where they explain who like is deciding or how this wor- is working, but it's like Ollie is like a good person whose tree hasn't thrived. So at least as far as I know so far, and it's been interesting and engaging with good art and reasonable writing in that the writing isn't, like, getting in the way so far. Um, that, so I...
0: That gives me so much anxiety.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: I do not want to be responsible for a tree.
1: That, and it's, like, basically, it's... So far, it seems like the tree is, like, the reflection of your soul, right? Of, like, who you are and are becoming. But, like, man, we're all little shits at nine years old or middle school. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: I was well into my 20s before I became, like, a decent person.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I would say, like, 25 is when you, like, hit your stride of being, right. uh...
0: Yeah, which, right, right around the time your prefrontal what, cortex is I was going to say, exactly.
1: Exactly uh, when your brain's, like, really there. I, yeah, do you read any webcomics in physical?
0: Uh, I, I have bought collected volumes of some of them. Uh, but I've never, like, that's never how I how I get my start on them.
1: Originally, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I do so many of those, you know, cause, well because they're usually so expensive to buy these, um, you know, the hardcover collections. I'm thinking, like, of, like, the Sarah Scribbles or Hyperboli and a Half where they're, like, easily 25 bucks for one. So you see them at the library and you're like, oh, heck yes. Um, and then I find out afterwards that it's a thing and looking them up. But a lot of them are... Like the same comics that they just print the same thing. Um, yeah. I just did that recently with one from the library, actually called Space Boy. I'm forgetting the creator name, but there's like eight volumes out. It turns out, and I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. And then I was reading about it, and um, it was originally a web comic. And I was like, oh, okay, that actually makes more sense for why some of the stuff is formatted the way it is on the page. Yeah. I don't think I'm gonna go look it up and read it on digital just because since my library has the physical copies and it's much larger and the the key thing for space boy is the art you know it's pretty like watercolory stuff but it is a cool story um sci-fi story about like a girl in high school whose dad loses his jo- her, uh his job on like a mining colony asteroid thing and so they have to return to earth what that means going into like cryogenic freeze for 30 years on that space travel. So when she gets to earth, she can like talk to her former best friend, but the best friend is 30 years older than her. And like she starts high school and all the kids are like 30 years in the future from where she was. So she gets like none of the references and all the like technology has accelerated way beyond what it was. And it's, so she's very like fish out of water in a way that I I think I would have found this comic, like, extra appealing when I was 13 because it really catches that, like, alienated um, and anxious, like, socially anxious vibe of, like, being a high schooler trying to fit in and feeling different than everyone, even though it turns out all of you guys feel that way. And, like, also just navigating those relationships, both with, like, the new friends, but then also you see her like getting back in touch with this former best friend where they have like everything in common. And now the friend has a daughter, her age is like very strange. And I, I like that concept and there's also like a cool mystery element that is just getting started by the end of volume one that I'm looking forward to like where there's like this mysterious boy, space boy.
0: Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I was wondering when the space boy was going to come in. Yeah.
1: Well, cause the main character is a girl. So it's very strange that like on the, on like that it's titled that, but then you like, he starts to be seen around the school and stuff and she's like trying to figure it out. So I don't know what's going to happen there, but. I did uh, get Volume Two from the library. It's sitting on my coffee table.
0: It's it's so funny to me that your way of discovering web comics is from the physical books at the library. I
1: mean, yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> like <laughs> it, it's
0: such a such a cool way to like engage with like the, the the different forms that media takes.
1: Well, and the thing is, it's like that's because where I end up browsing, where I'm not at this point, I'm not going into comic shops because of COVID stuff. And then, like, the library is one of the few places around me that's still requiring masks and enforcing it, which is important for me because I am immune compromised. And the medicine I have to take to um, manage my autoimmune disease interferes with the vaccine's effectiveness. So I can only be around other people if they're wearing masks and I'm wearing masks. So, like, going to the library is, like, one of the few things I do and in that way one of the few ways I browse because I – Don't feel like Webtoons has a great uh, interface for discovering new stuff. Yeah. And it's also very hard if you're not like actively on Tumblr all the time, which I just can't be because it like sucks me into the Tumblr void and I'd never get any work done. So, yeah, like how else do you find things that way? You know what I mean? Or a friend recommends it, but like,
0: well, for me, it's Twitter. But that's yeah, well, because see I, that's
1: another thing I took took off my phone,
0: yeah, so I, I don't have the the strength of will to stay off Twitter for too long, like yeah, it's definitely not good for me, but it is a great way to find out like like i'll, I'll be I'll be scrolling my my thing and seeing you know, like, oh, Danielle Corsetta was interacting with this person a lot. I should mm-hmm. see what their account is. Oh, they have a webcomic, too. Well, let me go check that out,
1: yeah, I stopped using Twitter and Facebook. A while after Trump got elected because it was just clearly making my brain worse and uh, never looked back because, in fact, it is a lot better. And then, like, I do still use Tumblr and TikTok, but I delete them off my phone when I have, like, exams coming up or a big work deadline or something because I don't know thyself. Like, take it off.
0: I'm going to take that out of context. Just, yeah, Kate, just, just edit that it in off. a way
1: to make it um, extra awful, please, Xander.
0: We're going to be bringing up my OnlyFans pretty soon. Um,
1: yikes. Big yikes.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: I feel like the the front page of Webtoons recommends you a bunch of stuff, but it's all the same kinds of stuff, and it's not geared towards what you were reading. It's just what's the most popular. Yes. and Typically, what's the most popular because of who uses Webtoons the most being like teenagers it's not the stuff i want to read <laughs>
0: like it, it's very rarely and and, it, and it's separated out by genre in a way yeah. so that you know you're seeing like the, the very first thing on the left which for for an english speaker that's the first place your eye goes is always going to be like the most popular romance comics yep. right now yep which is fun for me because i like that that kind of like cheesy soap opera shit yeah but that's how i found uh that's how i found let's play which is oh,
1: interesting! Another. I didn't realize that was a romance one.
0: Uh, I mean, it, it's very much relationship. A will they, they yeah. Kind yeah. of thing. Um, it's also like the most hilariously like idealized human form art you've of ever course. seen. Like every single character is the creator's idea of the sexiest version of that person.
1: Perfect.
0: <laughs> so it's it, it can get to be a lot sometimes but i do think the art or the uh the art is good even when it is you know all cheesecake all beefcake all the time
1: yeah well and that's one of the cool things about web comics is they're like really bite-sized where a thing that you might not want to sit down with for 100 pages it's you know reading it in a three-minute chunk um, while you're waiting for the dentist is totally like fun and enjoyable
0: yeah, and it's a nice way to explore things that you might not have otherwise picked up. I own the physical copy of the first volume of Webtoon, or of, mm-hmm. of Webtoon, of Let's Play. Uh, I'm probably not going to take that on the bus with me.
1: Right, because exactly. Because I
0: don't want to have to explain, like, no, no, really, like, I, like these characters are interesting, and I think it's funny. Like, yeah. <laughs> I promise I'm not just being a creep on this bus. But
1: Sure, sure. I
0: mean, there's got to be one person not being a creep on the bus.
1: So... If you had to make a, make a pitch for webcomics to someone who reads uh, physical comics or comicsology but hasn't tried webcomics before, what would you say to them?
0: It's a great way to find stuff that the publishing company isn't interested in. So things, things like we were talking about earlier about like queer comics or the ADHD mm-hmm. alien is, you know, it's a, a great relatable comic that is very specifically about living with attention deficit. And like the the issues that come with that. So it's something that a, a publishing company like a Marvel or a DC or an image probably would look at that and go, eh, the, the audience niche. is yeah. not really there for this. Uh, but with webcomics, anybody who has a thing they feel strongly about can put it out there. And I think that's really cool.
1: Yeah, I really like that, too. And the aspect of like finding stuff without a financial investment in it um, also helps for just reading Broadly and widely uh, not being too concerned about this being the perfect thing. Cause I only have room for 10 comics on my pull list right now. Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Budget wise. I'd, I'd add that it can be like you were talking about getting into it originally, like a lot of fun to be reading in, um, in concert with your friends and very shareable in that way. And it's much easier to sell people on read this, you know, three panel strip. I just linked you to, or, or, uh, read this series with me that's like a three minute read per day or per week that is free than trying to be like hey pick up this you know uh omnibus of my favorite uh daredevil uh version or something you know what i mean yeah so i really like it in that regard as well
0: that's uh that's our version of the mike and guarantee if you read a web comic that you don't like i will refund the no money that you spent the no money it exactly
1: there you go <laughs> it's perfect my favorites right now are Sarah Scribbles, Poorly Drawn Lines, XKCD, and the Shitty Watercolors comics. I think those are the ones that I would uh, tell people to go read if you're going to read nothing else. And they are, every single one of those are strips, so you can start literally anywhere. It doesn't doesn't actually matter.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll second those. And I'll also throw out uh, questionable content. I think it's really good. You should check out uh, The Little Trash Maid on webtoons
1: i've not heard of that one
0: it's it's very very cute very very funny and it has no dialogue like there are no no words on the page so it's just a story told through art it's it's very cute and sometimes hysterically funny
1: oh okay i'm gonna have to look that up
0: yeah uh if you want any other webcomic recommendations feel free to reach out to us uh you can follow me on twitter where I go under the handle Brian Head. You can also find the show at IRCB Podcast.
1: Yeah, and, and tweet at us if there's any that you love. Um, this first ep- episode first aired on Patreon and is possible because of our wonderful patrons. Join today for exclusive series like IRCB Movie Club, Saga of Saga, and more. You can join now at patreon.com backslash IRCB Podcast. Also, if you haven't already, please rate and review our show, Five Stars, on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. It really helps us spread the word about IRCB.
0: You can also join us on our Discord community to chat about comics and more. You can listen to our episodes live as we record them. You can do that at ircbpodcast.com slash Discord. And it would help us so much if you would tell your friends or even your local comic shop about our show. Infinity Shred is the best band in the universe. They do all the music for our show. Xander is just a gosh darn delight, (laughs) and he is the editor of our show. He makes all this happen. Uh, I want to say thank you to Kate for joining me. Thank you to Mike for producing and creating this wonderful show. Thank you to Xander for all your work editing. And until next time, comics are good, and so are you.